It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Can the Carolina Panthers avoid an 0-4 start and prevent their season from going further off the rails? We'll preview Vikings versus Panthers right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers and Locked On Vikings podcast. I'm the host of Locked On Panthers, Julian Council. He's the host of Locked On Vikings, Luke Braun, and it is yet another Locked On NFL crossover Thursday. Our podcasts are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe or follow each of our shows for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And this crossover episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Luke, we have a Titanic matchup here in Charlotte, North Carolina on Sunday. Juggernauts. The juggernaut, the 0-3 Carolina Panthers versus the 0-3 Minnesota Vikings. I don't know about you, man, but I'm fired up to see who's going to go 0-4 and, and who's going to start off 1-3. <laughs> exactly. This is what every, everybody see, it does seem to be like, ooh, we got two 0-3 matchups. We're going to really going to like we'll really be able to dunk on somebody. But I mean, it is it's it's cornered animal hours, right? Like this is got to yeah. be a desperate. I know the, the Vikings are definitely feeling the pressure. I don't know. It, what the expectations were going into the season for the Panthers, you know, first year of Bryce Young and all that. But I got to think that there's a little bit of of urgency there too, yeah? Yes. Uh, Frank Reich said on Wednesday after before practice that they're urgent, they're not desperate. Okay, so that's good. Desperation okay. hasn't set in just yet. And Frank Reich is notorious for his slow starts. I believe the first year he was there in Indianapolis, they were one and five before turning it around and going 10 and six. Now, he had Andrew Luck back then. Bryce Young, not quite Andrew Luck if he's ever going to be. The hope is that that will be the case. So it's not, you know, too desperate for the Carolina Panthers just yet. But the fans, I think they're expecting a little bit more 
to start the season than losing two divisional games and then starting off 0-3 before hosting the Vikings and then having to head off to Detroit, then place pay, uh, play Miami in a couple weeks. And you saw the Dolphins on Sunday. I don't think a lot of people are feeling <laughs> great about that. So we know both yeah. these teams are 0-3. What's the biggest storyline there in Minnesota as the Vikings try to uh, make sense of this slow start? Uh, fumbles. To me, that is the biggest thing that the Vikings have done. They are minus seven in the turnover battle right now. They have fumbled. I think they've lost seven fumbles and thrown two interceptions. Turnovers have been absolutely disgusting. And if you exclude turnovers from like their statistical outputs, it's been really good. But you can't exclude turnovers. They happen. So... It's kind of like you can draw this really, really, really clear take on the Vikings. That is, man, they'd actually kind of be doing something here if they could just stop turning the ball over. But they haven't been able to stop turning the ball over and they've lost each game at the last minute. I'm just I'm interested in this team because this is a Vikings team that they won 13 games. Is that right last year? Or was it? Yeah, it's hard to believe considering all the close games that they played a year ago. And of course, it it is an insane amount of close games that they have played. They played in, I think, 12 close games, if you include the playoffs last year. And they're already three of them are one score games. Like it is insane how much. And and I think that there's some actual signal here to the Vikings um, being a team that is never out of it, but is also not able to put anybody away. No matter what the lead is, they've been down. They were down two scores against the Chargers. They got the lead back before they lost it again. Um, They're really, really explosive on offense. Justin Jefferson makes them very explosive on offense. He's pretty good. Um, But they also, their run game is, it was better last week, but that was the Chargers. Otherwise, they don't really have a run game. They don't have a great kind of let off the gas. We're ahead by two scores in the fourth quarter. Let's run this thing out. They're not great at that game. And defensively, it's also a lot of explosiveness. It's, you know, last year it was generating turnovers at key times, but it's also giving up huge plays and letting teams back into it. So uh, this is what I've said on all these crossovers. If this is a three score game at any point, do not touch that dial because it, it doesn't matter if the Vikings are leading by three scores or losing by three scores. The other team is absolutely still in this. <laughs> yeah, well, we should have all learned that last year when the Vikings had that massive comeback on that it, Saturday yeah. against Jeff Saturday's Colts. Jeff like Saturday took over for comebacks break, right? of 10 to 17 points or more like insane. I, they're, they're not a boring team. So congratulations no, to you. Good TV. You get to cover a team that certainly is interesting. The Carolina Panthers <laughs> uh, right now. Yeah, what's going on with them? The, yeah, the, the vibes aren't great, man. And the main story for Carolina, <laughs> it's it's injuries. Everyone who has been available seemingly has been injured so far this season. The big story last week was Bryce Young, who missed practice on Wednesday and Thursday, which then sparked the conspiracy theory. Oh, no, the Carolina Panthers, after two weeks, they have realized that they drafted the wrong guy. Oh, they're faking it, huh? Yeah, they're faking the injury. Let's sit Bryce Uh Young out against one of the worst defenses in the league. Like the Panthers' offense, especially the passing game, was absolutely inept the first two weeks of the season. Was that all on Bryce Young? No, a lot of it was on, yes, Bryce Young being a rookie, playing his first two games against yeah, the Saints and the Falcons like, who played That's two. to be expected. Yeah, it's to be expected. You know, it takes a little bit of time. But those are two very similar schemes. My understanding is the Falcons' defensive coordinator just came from New Orleans. So two schemes you're seeing, they're going to do the same things, and the Panthers struggle with that. The Panthers' wide receivers couldn't get separation. They couldn't run the football. At least they didn't even try in that Monday night football game against the Saints. So there was a multitude of things. Oh, yeah, the offensive line 
your two starting guards are out and your rookie guard that you draft in the fourth round to play has a 29 rating right now, according to Pro Football Focus, and recorded a 0.0 passing grade, uh, pass blocking grade on Sunday. So there's a multitude Wait, who, of problems. Who was that? But it, yeah, it was Chandler Zavala. Yeah. Oh, really? Not, oh, I like yeah. him. Yeah, not great. But hey, it's I, I give him a pass considering he's not supposed to be in this situation. But Brady Christensen, he's out for the season. Austin Corbett currently on PUP. And that's kind of the story for the Panthers right now are injuries. Now, Bryce Young was a full participant on Wednesday at practice. He was able to okay, do so the full complement of his drills. They're just going to wait and see on Thursday whether any inflammation and whether he's good. But it sounds like he's going to play on Sunday, which is a good thing. The Carolina Panthers gave up way too much to sit Bryce Young out after two games if indeed they were Faking an injury, I put that in quotes. But the offense, yeah, Brady Christensen. <laughs> so things are going great in Carolina. Yeah. We're yeah. already faking injuries. Yeah, we got the Allegedly. conspiracy hats on. <laughs> it's and I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. So you can only imagine uh, my chagrin when I heard people oh, actually bringing this thing up as a serious conversation. But it's just been injuries on offense and on defense. Like offensively, I talk about the two guards, Christensen and Corbett. How about Jonathan Mingo? Their second round rookie wide wide receiver out of Ole Miss. He just had a slow start. He got a concussion on Sunday against the Seahawks. So he's in protocol. He was limited to practice on Wednesday. We'll kind of see where that works out. But defensively, this is a unit that I thought could be really good. Jero Averro, who has ties to your head coach, uh, Kevin O'Connell there in mm-hmm. Minnesota, and was probably a big candidate to take over the job as a DC. I thought I that would have made a lot favorite. of sense. He, until I think David Brian Zepper, Flores was the next favorite, but I think he was there, like, the guy they like wanted. He was the guy they wanted. Then David Tepper said, here's all this money. Come to uh-huh. Carolina, even though I didn't give you the head coaching job. But defensively, Shaq Thompson, who's the heart and soul of that defense, he's out for the year on IR of a broken leg. J.C. Horn currently on IR of a hamstring. No timetable when he's going to come back. Marquise Haynes, who's supposed to help him in pass rush, he's also on IR of a back. Not sure when he's going to come back. Then they picked up three more injuries on Sunday in a loss out in Seattle. Xavier Woods has a hamstring. They're starting safety, who you, of course, know. He's expected to miss... Four to six weeks, according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN.com. And as you know, Xavier Woods is the guy who is durable. He holds up. He plays a lot of snaps. So for him to have this injury, that's concerning. CJ Henderson, who's been filling in as a starting quarter for uh, JC Horn. He has an ankle issue. He was limited on Wednesday. Then Frankie Louvu has a hit pointer. Not expected to miss a lot of time, if any at all. But he did not practice on Wednesday. More precautionary. So, yeah. The injuries have mounted through the first two, three, sorry, Damn. weeks of the season, Luke. It's not great here in Carolina. But the quarterback looks like he's coming back, and the injury, in fact, was real. So Man. That's where, that's where we stand. We have a few of our own, too. Um, we, we have Marcus Davenport was supposed to be uh, our kind of compliment to Daniel Hunter, edge rusher. He hasn't really played, but I think he's played four snaps. Uh, he's been dealing with an ankle. We have, I think we're getting our center back, and we also have a weird shuffle on the offensive line with Dalton Reisner, who we signed in the middle of the season. Nobody really knows where he's going to play, and now Kevin O'Connell said he's going to like rotate in at left and right guard, so we've got like midweek battle, like position battles going on. No idea who you're going to see on O-line. Good luck. Um, But I actually wanted to, I think one of the bigger stories here now, too, is, is the Adam Thielen revenge game. His wife is. is so mad on social media that the Vikings didn't give him the contract the Panthers gave him. I uh, thought thought he was worth more, right? Uh, this be, it's been a whole thing. Um, I mean, he's been behaving, but I have to f- think he's a little bitter too, right? Yeah. Uh, so, how's he been doing in in Carolina? Are you happy with the contract? What's the deal? Uh, well, it's a deal. At least the contract looks like he'll be here for two years. I thought he looked great on Sunday. I was disappointed week one where he was limited 
and he missed practice on that Thursday leading to the week one game against the Falcons with an ankle. So I wonder how healthy he really was week one. Then they got him really involved early on in that first quarter of the game against the Saints on Monday night. But still, the numbers weren't great until on Sunday had 11 receptions, I think, for 145 yards and a touchdown. So I think he's been he's been fine. And what you saw on Sunday is what the Panthers are hoping to get out of him. Am I expecting that every week? No. But I do think that Adam Thielen still has enough left in the tank at age 33. Now, my questions are, like, next year, what does Adam Thielen look like at age 34? He did speak to the media on Wednesday. Someone had asked him, like, so – um. You know, can like why why'd you end up coming to Carolina? He's like, Well, the Vikings cut me. It's like, yes, they they cut you, we know, but you also <laughs> had to choose where you were gonna go. Like, did it you was, wanna come here? <laughs> they were never gonna give him what Carolina gave him. I they and offered I don't him a pay really cut or release. They they I or I, I at least I think so. That's kind of the classic Viking move is hey, you know, you can play here, but not at that salary. If you think you can do better on free agency than this offer, then we'll release you and let you pursue that. That was I, I think the dynamic but obviously you know approaching a player and being like hey that money we promised you actually no yeah that'll piss a guy off <laughs> yeah when you start to pay justin jefferson you have kj osborne and then you get to draft jordan addison who won the blitnikoff award for the best wide receiver in college football back in 21 with kenny pickett i think i'm gonna go with the young cost-controlled rookie salary overpaying a 33 year old player who again as i've told panther fans multiple times i still think he has something left to give this year we'll just see what it looks like next year and i think if they really wanted to they could get out of the deal but i don't think that's something that they want to do i think they actually look at him as someone who could be a leader and help bryce young grow and develop as a rookie and into the future to next year so those are some of the key storylines heading into this week four matchup between two winless teams in charlotte what are some key matchups and the key players who could help decide this game on sunday we'll talk about it here in just a moment on this crossover thursday edition of locked on panthers and locked on Vikings. No matter why you shave, Harry's has you covered for the best shave of your life at a price you'll love. From their legendary high-quality razors to skincare products like exfoliating face wash and hydrating lotion, Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag. Get better quality and a better price than other razors when you get Harry's delivered right to your door. You gotta love that convenience. Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry and they're still offering a no risk trial if you don't like your shave no worries it's on them free of charge get your best shave ever this fall with harry's razors and skincare products get a 13 starter set for just three dollars at harrys.com nfl that's harrys.com nfl for a three dollar starter set this is david harrison of the locked on commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by discover looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Back here on this Locked On NFL Crossover Thursday, the Carolina Panthers face off against the Minnesota Vikings, two 0-3 football teams playing here in Charlotte at 1 o'clock Eastern and noon over in God's time zone there in Minneapolis. Julian Council, those of Locked On Panthers, Luke Brown, the host of Locked On Vikings. Luke, we talked about this is an Adam Thielen revenge game in a way. I guess his wife is upset. I'm going to have <laughs> yes. to go check out uh, social media and see what exactly she's been saying. It's, and it's been, uh, many people are very in tune with Adam Thielen's wife's social media in Minnesota. I'm going to tell you right now, you do <laughs> not need to uh, join them. That is, is she 
only a waste of energy, but boy, have I heard about it. Is she a native of Minnesota as well? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the weather is beautiful here in Charlotte. It's going to be like 80 degrees, maybe even 90. I think yeah. I saw that on Sunday oh, afternoon. I don't, I don't know if you can compete with uh, Minnesota in, in this particular week of September, you know, and yeah. there's about a four day stretch where it's just beautiful. Nowhere. Nothing's like it the rest of the year. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm good. I'm good the rest of the year. Let's, uh, let's get into some matchups, though, with some sure, sure, key sure. matchups and um, some key players we think that can be a factor on Sunday. What is the matchup that you're looking for on the Minnesota th- side of things that can help the Vikings get that first win this season? My first question in all of these crossovers is always going to be, what's your plan for Justin Jefferson? Um, there isn't one. <laughs> okay, there isn't one. <laughs> is there somebody that you feel like can at least jam him at the line with a safety over the top? That has been the sort of du jour way to cover Justin Jefferson, someone you feel like can at least get a good jam on somebody if they have lots of deep help, or is this going to be a triple team situation? What is the defensive structure like with Azuro Evero? I know he's off the Fangio tree, so this is the third team like that in a row that we're playing. Um, but really... The first question for, I think, any defense preparing for the Vikings is, okay, what do we do about 18? Uh, He's going to come across the field a lot. He's going to beat you if you just kind of put your guy on him one-on-one without any help. Uh, What's the plan for we got a superstar across the field when the Panthers run into that? Yeah, it's it's gonna be a problem. Uh, the guy that would be able to jam in at the line of scrimmage is JC Horn. And as I mentioned earlier, he's on injured reserve of a hamstring. So he will not be playing on Sunday. Now they will have some over the top help with jo- with um, Von Bell there. Now Xavier Woods is more of strong safety for the Panthers. Sam Franklin will be filling that role. So yeah, it's going to be difficult. Dante Jackson, I would imagine, will get the assignment. And we have seen in the past when Dante goes up against those A1 type of dudes, he struggles. DK Metcalf had a big game on Sunday, I think it was a couple of years ago, where Terry McLaurin was all world in a game where the Washington, I think they were the football team back then, came in here. <laughs> the football team year. <laughs> and beat the Panthers. I, I can't keep up with their nicknames. Um, so yeah. it's going to be a tall order for Dante Jackson. Honestly, that's a matchup I'm also looking at the Panthers DBs versus the Vikings wide receivers. And the Vikings, like they're one-dimensional so far from all the numbers that I've seen and even just the stats from Kirk Cousins, who's off to a great yeah. start. And well, I've always... they, they ran it better last week, but they Which... were the worst run team in the league for the first two weeks. They did a, they had a good running game last week against the Chargers, but that's the Chargers. But I guess that kind of leads me to the trenches. What, what do the Panthers have in the trenches? Because the Vikings have this weird O-line shuffle. Garrett Bradbury, their center, ha- is going to probably be questionable again with a back injury, although they, they have some confidence that he's going to be able to be full go. Um, but he'll be you know, back and maybe not 100%, and he's also not yeah. exactly a world beater to begin with. So who am I worried about up front? You're worried about Derek Brown for sure, who has played okay. a ton of snaps. He played 95% of the snaps in the first two weeks of the season. That was down to, I think, 80-something percent on Sunday against Seattle, where they faced like 77 plays, which is a ton in the NFL. So, and the Panthers have not been good so far against the run. So it's one of those things where I think I would rather the Vikings run for 130 and then the Panthers be able to stop the second-ranked passing offense in the NFL. I just don't have a ton of confidence with the injuries that they have defensively that they're going to be able to stop Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne, and that Vikings passing attack. Uh, but it's possible, though, that the Panthers maybe could be better against the run, knowing that Garrett Bradbury, who will be returning home to Charlotte, where he went to high school, I believe he went to Charlotte Latin here, NC State guy. Um, 
So he'll be yeah. coming back home. But De Derek Brown will certainly be right here, ready to welcome him back to Charlotte and show him why he is one of the uh, emerging young defensive tackles in the NFL. So I would be a little bit concerned if I was uh, Garrett Bradbury in the interior of that Vikings offensive line mm -hmm. heading into this game on Sunday. Yeah, and I don't know who it is going to be because there are four guys it could be, and we can only pick three on the interior. The tackles themselves should be pretty solid. We're pretty happy with those guys. And Brian O'Neill, who had a rough game yesterday against Joey Bo or last week against Joey Bosa, that'll happen. Uh, and, and Christian Darisaw too. Um, but what about the other side of the ball in terms of offense? What are the threats that the Panthers are going to present here that uh, we have to? find an answer for on our side. It's, it's hard to say because this is still a team that is trying to find an identity on offense. It looks like Bryce Young is going to play. So far, we have seen the passing offense when Bryce Young has started. Has it looked great? And I am not going to listen to the foolishness that Andy Dalton should be the starting quarterback. It's great that he went out there and did his job by allowing the team to have an opportunity to win. Just so many other things went wrong to why the Panthers did not win on Sunday. So it's Bryce's job, and it should be Bryce's job. And they need to find out whether they made a mistake or if they got the right guy as soon as possible. So we'll see what it looks like. It can only get better. They were able to do some nice things on Sunday, gain a little bit of momentum in the passing game. But again, that was with Andy and not Bryce. Maybe that is going to carry over to this upcoming weekend with Bryce getting all the full complement of reps at practice on Wednesday. And I expect it probably to be the same on Thursday and Friday leading to the game on Sunday. But DJ Chark, I think he can beat you down the field. He was able to do that a couple times last week against Seattle. Adam Thielen, you, you know all well, all too well how mm. good of a route runner he is. It's just yeah. can they gain enough separation? And then the running game has not looked great. Miles Sanders popped back on the injury report on Wednesday with the same groin injury that ha cost him the entirety of the preseason. I've wondered how healthy he really has looked because he's been considering that he has not looked nearly like the guy that we saw last year in Philadelphia when that Eagles offense was going all the way to the Super Bowl. So the offensive weaponry, it's not impressive, and I think all Panther fans are kind of on the same page now after seeing the first couple weeks that, okay, this is going to be a wide receiver core, just a, a weaponry overall that's going to leave a lot to be desired. And I'd like to see maybe Hayden Hurst get more involved, as he has not really received that many targets the last couple weeks after being their leading pass catcher week one in that loss at Atlanta. Um, I, I guess then the question becomes – what do you do about the blitz? You want to hear a stat? I don't know how, how much you saw of the Vikings Chargers game. Justin Herbert dropped back 50 times. How many times do you think the Vikings blitzed? Um, I, I'm going to assume it's going to be very low. Uh, how about two? 40. Oh, wow. Okay. 80% I, I of it was, the time. It's either high or low. <laughs> yeah, right. No, this is Brian Flores. We <laughs> live in space. I mean, this is a roller coaster without seatbelts. We are going absolutely insane on the blitz. And I am going to think that coming up against probably a rookie quarterback or Andy Dalton, if uh, Bryce Young turns out that he can't go, um, I think they are sending the house constantly. So the question then becomes, what is the the favored blitz counter? Is it quick game? Is it Bryce Young running around? What like what becomes the answer to that? And how confident are you in it? Well, I'm not very confident, honestly. And so wait, they eighty percent of the time they blitz. How many times did they get home last week? Like I saw it Herbert was a disaster. Okay, Herbert, I saw. Yeah, he threw Herbert got the ball yards, out really so fast. It didn't work. It was it was three steps throw nine yard gain like every single time, and it was just really really well executed offense in a in a polished way. And and my point has kind of been like I don't know how many other teams can do like that. Like that was really impressive by the Chargers, and I think the Vikings are going to go. All right, they did it. Can you? Here comes everybody. 
Yeah, and that's why I said too because I looked at his numbers and I must I just thought that okay the Vikings must have must have just sat back there, dropped eight, and let the dude just pick him apart all afternoon. But it sounds even maybe worse they should have tried that. But yeah, no, they just set the house every play. It was insane. I, I'm not confident. I let's see. I let me pull up the tweet while I'm I'm doing this with you because I did see this earlier from Pro Football Focus. The Panthers O line has allowed 60 pressures in three weeks. That's on pace for 340 over the season. The most PFF has ever charted was 297. And yeah, wow. that's that's a concern. Um, the tackles, I'm not overly concerned about them, even though the fall starts last week. They combined for six, which is just unacceptable. I believe Frank Reich said it was pathetic. Iki Aquano, the left tackle, has taken a step back begin his oh, sophomore year here in Carolina. And there's still like time him. to figure it out, but he has not played well to start off the year. And the interior... I already went over Zavala had a 0.0 pass blocking break grade and he was limited at practice with a calf. So we'll see if he's able to go on Sunday. Either way, I feel like they need to maybe try somebody else, uh, possibly Justin McCray, the veteran who spent time wow. with J- James Camp and the offensive line coach here in multiple stops. That might make sense. I, I don't know, but the it's going to be something to look out for for the Carolina Panthers on Sunday as they face off against the Vikings. When we come back, let's uh, get into what must go right for the Panthers and the Vikings for one of those teams who go ahead and pick up their first win of the season. I'm Julian Council, Locked On Panthers. He's Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings. This is a crossover Thursday presented by Price Pick here on Locked On NFL. Speaking of Price Picks, Price Picks is the most fun you'll ever have. Winning up to 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less than on their projected stats, and place your entry. Test your skills on Price Picks this football season. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And if you you have the skills you can turn ten dollars into two hundred and fifty dollars with just a few taps would be nice to have some of that money price picks is really simple to play you can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds it's that simple y'all quick withdrawals easy gameplay and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make price picks the number one daily fantasy sports app out there go to pricepicks.com lockdown nfl and use code lockdown nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. that's pricepicks.com lockdown nfl and use code lockdown nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, back here on Locked On Panthers, Locked On Vikings, Julian Council, Luke Braun. We are here breaking it down, the Carolina Panthers hosting the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday afternoon at Bank of America Stadium in Uptown Charlotte. Two 0-3 teams looking to find a way to get their first win of the season and to avoid the dumpster fire that is ongoing currently. So, Luke, for the Vikings, what must go right for them to get that win and to get back on track and maybe be a playoff team like they were a year ago? This is going to be, we ask this every crossover with everybody, right? Across the network. This is going to be a question that my listeners get so sick of because the answer is going to be the same every time. But this has got to get home and you got to not fumble. That's it. Hang on to the ball. Don't fumble the ball. We've had a couple of embarrassing ones too, where guys have just had the ball taken away from them. 
It's not even like peanut punch or you dropped it because you were reaching. Like we had Jefferson had one of the fumbles was on Thursday night reaching out for the pylon and he lost control of it. That's one thing. Then there's uh, the ones where TJ Hawkinson catches the ball and like a safety that I don't even think was supposed to be starting just takes it. And it's like, dog, what? come on. You're a tight end. That What? <laughs> so hang on to the dang football. I'm still salty about it. Uh, and the blitzes have to get home this time. The Vikings did not generate pressure at all, despite blitzing constantly. That is a recipe to get four, four bills put up, put up on you by Justin Herbert. Um, credit to the Chargers for the way that they did that, but this you've got to do better. you got to win some one-on-ones up front, and if this is as suspect of an offensive line as you're saying, then yeah, maybe we can get a little bit more out of... I mean, Daniel Hunter is still Daniel Hunter, but out, outside of that, it's guys like Jonathan Bullard and Dean Lowry and... Harrison Phillips is more of a run guy. Patrick Jones, DJ one of these, all of these names that kind of are just there bit players. And we don't really have like the pass rush juice that we need. Maybe if Marcus Davenport is healthy, that can kick things up to another gear, but somehow you got to get pressure. We, we, we can't have a no pressure game on an 80% blitz rate. Again, that's not a way to win football games. What about you? Yeah, if they blitz 80% of the time, I'm pretty um, confident that they will be able to get a decent amount of pressure. That's why it's going to be important for the Carolina Panthers receivers to be able to gain separation for the second week in a row. Like, there's a couple of things that the Panthers have. To, well, there's more than a couple of things. There's a lot of things the Carolina Panthers need to do right because they've done a lot of things wrong the first couple of weeks of the season. And really, they can't beat themselves because that's what they did week one against the Vikings. I mean, the injuries, they are what they are at this point in time. But they got to be able to force the Vikings – they're already one-dimensional, but make them the one dimension that they're not very good at. Make them have to beat you on the ground and have to be more of a ball control team than a team that can beat you down the field. Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, and Jordan Addison. They're good at. I and I'm not very confident the Carolina Panthers can force them to do that as far as what's out there in the secondary and their ability to cover. But I do think the Panthers can do that with their pass rush. Because so far through the first couple weeks of the season, I want to say they have. 10 or I got to go back and look at his numbers. I think it's 10 or 11 sacks, which is pretty damn good. Brian Burns is a guy who can be a game wrecker. He's a guy who wants a lot of money right now. The Panthers, they've kind of seemed like yeah, those discussions. The whole thing. So we'll see how that works out. It's not going to be that much of a thing for the rest of the regular season. I, I assume yeah, that'll pick get it up in February kind of deal. Yeah. So he's someone who needs to come out and really just get after Kirk Cousins, who's prone to make mistakes. And if he can force Kirk Cousins to some, you know, hurried throws, Panthers can, they can force some turnovers, put the offense in an advantageous situation, which so far this year, when the offense has been put in plus territory, they have just not been able to capitalize on it. But if this week they're able to do that, that would be nice for the Panthers, especially if Brian Burns is someone who can force those turnovers. The Panthers also be able to run the football, it can't all be on Bryce. It's great that they threw for 300 yards last week, but it's not great that they threw it 58 times. That was a career high for Andy Dalton, which is just absurd. And I thought Dalton played really well considering the circumstances and the fact that I don't even know what anyone expected out of Andy Dalton whenever he would be called on the play as he did last week. But 32 rush attempts week one, and then you look at the last two weeks, 33 combined. Like, that's just unacceptable. Yeah, I understand Miles Sanders, that groin might be bothering him, but Chuba Hubbard has 6.5 yards per carry. And he has not received that many carries the last two weeks after looking really good week one. So the Panthers need to find a way to help Bryce out by being able to run the football. Then take advantage of a bad a bad defense. I'm looking at it. The Vikings are 27th in yards allowed per game. They're 26th in points allowed per game. They're tied for 25th in passing yards allowed per game, 25th in interception rate, and they're 19th in the league in third down conversion percentage. The Panthers capitalized on a bad Seahawks defense last year, last week, and were able to finally look competent through the air 
go ahead, do that again this week, except with your young rookie quarterback playing at home. And I, I think at, like the Vikings have hit a couple of good offenses the last two weeks, right? The Eagles and, and the Chargers, and it's been a, a, a struggle to keep up with those guys. But they didn't even play admirably against those guys. I mean, they got their butts kicked. So I think versus what this Panthers offense has done and the struggles that it has had, I think we have way more serious questions if we also get carved up by a rookie and by a super, super banged up Panthers squad. I, I think the Vikings have to go into this one thinking, hey, look, if you if if we are a serious team at all, we got to win this one. You know, like if you want to be taken seriously at all, they are insisting, no, everything is totally fine. The sky's not falling. We've just gotten a little unlucky. All right, sure. Go be the team you're supposed to be. Uh, I, I don't have the fan duel line in front of me. Do you? I don't either. Um, I think I it. it was like three was what I looked at the last time I checked on it. It's um, let's see. Vikings minus three. Yeah. Minus three and a half. The Vikings. So, okay. W- would you, I think, are you taking that <laughs> or are you not? <laughs> um, here's the thing. The Vikings have not since week 18 of last year played in a game that was decided by more than a score. So well, that's the NFL I think, for you. I, I think I'm going to a point where in every Vikings game, I'm just taking the points and whoever's favorite, I'm just taking the points because it'll just always be closer than you think. Uh, three and a half is not a lot of points though. So I don't know. I, I feel like the Vikings should be able to win this game, but they're a team that can lose to anybody. Uh, no matter how banged up they are, no matter how unconfident you are in the O-line, the Vikings can find a way to blow it. So I have no confidence in them at all, but I don't know. I think it's a game the Panthers can win, but will it be a game that they win? We will find out on Sunday as the Panthers host the Minnesota Vikings at Bank of America Stadium in Uptown Charlotte. I'm Julian Council, the host of Locked on Panthers. He's Luke Braun, the host of Locked on Vikings. Again, this has been our Locked on NFL crossover Thursday presented by our friends over on Price Picks. On my show tomorrow, going to give the three keys to victory. Luke, what you got going on on Friday for your fans over there at Locked on Vikings? Oh, we do a little prize picks on Fridays. We do a little bold predictions. Panthers fans, you are welcome to uh, find me on Twitter and give me your bold predictions uh, when I put out the call on Thursdays. Make sure they are sufficiently insane. We're not here to be normal. We're here to be bold. Awesome. We'll do it. Go uh, check him out. Vikings fans and Panther fans as well. Subscribe or follow both of us over on YouTube for free or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. Follow him on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. Again, it's been a crossover Thursday presented by Price Picks here on Locked On Panthers and Locked On Vikings. We'll talk to y'all on Friday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.